Hello and welcome to the DC United Kingdom podcast. This is season three, episode seven. There we go. I had to count on my fingers, you know. It's it's getting to that point. Um, and I'm your host, James Graham. Alongside me, you'll see I have a guest who hasn't been on for a little while. And I think it was back in July of last year. So a lot of things have happened. But my guest today is Daniel Wise. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Oh, James, I'm doing great. Uh, it's it's good to be back. Yeah, July, um, we were in a very different space at that time. It was, uh, you know, MLS moved down to the bubble in Florida. Oh, yes. And I think they had just started off their MLS's back tournament. And um, we were in in a very, we were, we were in uncertain times. The, the uncertain times were very fresh. Yes. And, and uh, yeah, it was um, one of those things where, where, you know, I was, I had a very minimal setup at the time. I did not have my microphone or the pop filter or anything yep. like that. I was um, very much uh, kind of that, that garage band, you know, DIY phase at the moment, but um, no, I, I, I'm so happy to be back uh, and, and I'm happy to be on the show again. Um, you know, I want to say like, I think, God, I think the last time I was on is probably the, the DC United pub quiz. Oh yes. If, if yeah. memory serves me correct. Yes. Uh, I, I failed miserably. I remember <laughs> I, um, I, I came in thinking I was going to uh, come in there and, and do well, but uh, because I was I was sort of like the fill-in, I was the reserve coming in, um, and and that was for for Sarah Kalassi, and yeah. I let her down so terribly. So, uh, but you know, I I am back. I you know, twenty twenty one, new season for DC United, yep. new season for me. Um, Hernan Losada, he uh has come in and and um. Boy, you know, I, I, I will get into this uh, at a certain point during the show, but I'm, I'm getting vibes of uh, Arsene Wenger from oh. him. The way he has come into this club and some of the articles I've read or read about him and interviews he's given, I think he's come with a frank assessment of like what needs to be done with the club, yeah. uh, how players need to essentially get better with their fitness get better with uh, their buy-in. I, th- I think he's got players who can buy in, yeah. but I think he needs players who on that mental and physical net level need to reach a, a higher point. And that's what uh, Wenger did when he went to Arsenal is he, you know, uh, laid down the law with, you know, how players diets should be, how they should be regimented on sort of like a week to week basis um, and, and he really sort of, uh, solidified that club to uh, a good consistency. So, you know, the, from, from what I understand with how he's approached this, uh, I, I, that's sort of what comes to my mind with him. Yeah. Um, and the bit that you mentioned about the diet, um, that has definitely happened because on the previous episode with, uh, Griffin, Yao, we did actually talk about what has Hernan done. And the one thing that they did mention was the, the fact that nutrients play a huge part in your performance on and off the pitch. Mm-hmm. And he he hadn't realized that. And there was something that he came out with, which was in terms of protein, the less legs it has, the better, which I was a little bit disappointed about because I love my beef. 
Right. And that's got four legs and that, and apparently that's not very good. Um, so he was saying things like, uh, anything from the earth is great. Yep. Yeah. Which is fine. So nuts, um, chickpeas, things like that. That's all top of the list followed by fish because fish have no legs. Unless is it, does an octopus technically have legs? Hmm. I would consider those phalanges. <laughs> I love that word. Technically, legs phalanges. are phalanges as well. <laughs> I don't know. Such but a great word. That is uh, on a, on a medical term uh, or basis. That's how I would uh, describe okay. an octopus's uh, legs or tentacles, something yes. like that. Yeah, I mean, some people call them tentacles. Some people call them phalanges. There you go. Just Let just a weirdo whose whose mother was a nurse. So that's that's how I that's how I get that. Nice. In the comments, do you call them tentacles or do you call them flanges? Or do, drop me a DM on Twitter. Why not? Um, but yeah, so you were saying that fish is the second best, then chickens. So um, there's that turkey, and then followed by anything with four legs, so uh, pigs, sheep. Yeah. If you have lamb. Um, and uh, beef. Which I tell just... you, yeah, growing up in the Midwest, I mean, that's what we grew up on uh, is anything that was on four legs was essentially part of your diet every single day. So yeah, uh, yeah you know, that's, that's an interesting way uh, to sort of look at it and to kind of gauge uh, what's, what's good food. And, yeah. and that's a very simple way to to kind of drive that into memory so yeah. yeah no that is that is a really good mindset and and man i i hope i think it's going to be rough uh you know before we kind of get into the games uh i want you know um i think we're, we're still going to see uh some remnants from 2020 i i you know i i don't know if this team is going to make waves uh off the bat i mean we'd hope so we we we, we, we can dream so we dream but um you know gosh uh we had a really good start against nycfc yeah um and and then faltered uh in the uh second game against uh new england and against uh san diego who put up four last weekend uh is is going to be um tough to sort of put you know, to, to play against. So we will, um, have to see how we sort of respond. Um, one thing that is reminding me of 2020 is having a, um, a striker who seems utterly allergic to scoring goals, not to, not to knock, uh, Sorga because I think he played, incredibly well he was he was covering every inch of uh, grass that he needed to in his role but we have a very rough uh build-up play um the building blocks are there but the execution sort of um doesn't seem to connect at the end and you know what was unnerving to me uh even after the nycfc game was the fact that our two goals came from defenders essentially. Yeah. And, and that is something that I'm just, Oh, uh, that's going to be some, something I will probably scrutinize or, you know, uh, really pay attention to as the season goes on is are, are the, you know, sort of 
up the field players going to rise up and and start scoring. Yeah. And so I think we're looking forward, looking towards the likes of Assad and Flores to be yeah. contributing more than what they have done so far and what they have done a lot recently. Um, Flores didn't have the best of 2020s. Granted, he was injured. It was that stop-start season. Um, and I know there was a lot of pressure from the fans for him to come in and have an immediate impact. But when you come in, you've picked up a couple of knocks at the start of the season. You then have a major injury towards the end of the season. You've had three pre-seasons. I think we can give them benefit of the doubt for 2020. I think we can just kind of write that off. I think we're like we have done with a lot of teams and a lot of players, just write that year off. This is yeah. a new year. This is a new start. He's had a full preseason to get himself going. Yeah. And we've already seen the amount of running he does. Um, and in the first game, he was top of MLS for the amount of cut distance he covered. Yeah. So it's not without a lack of effort and a lack of trying. He's, True. he's doing a lot of defending, um, which I think we're going to be asking from every single player this season. And he's doing a lot of running forward. Um, and I think once he's got that first goal, it'll click. Yeah. And that'll be it. Then he'll be flying. But he just needs to get that first goal. And it's it's like with any any type of forward, the longer that goes without scoring that goal, the more difficult it becomes. So hopefully he'll just get a nice little cheeky tap in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I guess, uh, you know, to sort of break it down a little further, you know, um, going back to the NYC game, mm. um, I, th- you know, uh, from what I understand, you know, with, with sort of the chatter that was going on uh, in the DC UK supporter group, yep. hashtag join. Yes, absolutely. Hashtag, if you haven't joined, do so. Yeah. It's a great little group. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I think everyone really saw the change of pace yeah. and the mentality in the players um, yeah. with with a team that was uh, looked a lot hungrier to come out to play like very high, high pressing high pressure type of type of soccer and and to um at least show that like what you know they can get into that attacking third i think they did a good job of keeping possession of keeping a or you know staying within uh new york's uh attacking third uh quite a bit yeah. um they looked very sharp um but you know uh, you know uh, again you know kind of going back um not and and man, I have to say, uh, if if anything, the first well, so New York goes ahead yeah. uh, in the first half, yeah. um, and in the second half, uh, DC looking really good again, playing that uh, high pressure, uh, high up the pitch type of soccer. Um, had a you know had a nice series of passes, and one of those balls sort of found its way dead center in the field, and. Um, you know, hindsight comes in and just takes a cracking shot yes. at that ball oh, and yes. put it in. Yeah. Um, it w- which was amazing because I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, which one of our midfielders did that. But then when they announced it was hindsight, I was like, what? Yeah. And that, that shows, you know, how, how much uh, Losada is really telling the team to play as, you know, sort of, high and aggressively as they possibly can 
Um, but to, to your point, you know, they have to run a lot because they will sort of, they have to get back and they have to play a very tight defensive shell, uh, once they do lose possession. Yeah. I mean, it's just to kind of go through some, some of the stats from that game. Yeah. So we only had 38% possession, but um, wow, we didn't look out of control, which was, which is the main thing. And I mentioned this to, um, again, on the previous show. Um, if you missed it, go and check it out with Griffin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not what you do. It's not how much of the ball that you got. It's what you do with it that counts. And that's what we did. So we, when we had the ball, we, we attacked. We were relentless with that. But when yep. we didn't have the ball, we were able to close them down. We were able to win the ball back. We were able to turn it over. Um, and then just to go on that. So in the whole game, we had 11 shots. Um, New York only had 12. Yeah. So you, it just goes to show that we were a bit more efficient with our attack and play. Um, we had 13, we committed 13 fouls um, to their 18. The scarf's falling over. <laughs> um, by the way, Cherry Blossom, just... just bring the kit now. Because we, we've got the scarf. It's it's a beautiful scarf. If you if you're not watching on YouTube, and if you're watching this on your podcast yet, you just go online, just look it up because I'm holding it. It's beautiful. I love it. I just want the cherry blossom kit, third kit. That'll do. Keep a kit. Yeah. Mel Hamid wants it. He he said so. He'd he'd have it a thousand percent. The keeper jersey. You don't really see too many changes year on year. Um, and I think there was a tweet that um Chris Seitz sent out saying about the. Che- how we should have a cherry blossom keeper shirt. Would you be up for that? Yeah, 1,000%. And I think that's something that um, would be unique to our city, obviously. Uh, I think if we had a cherry blossom jersey, um, I think that would sell 10 times more. And yeah, so we had 13, committed 13 fouls to their 18, so they were a bit more aggressive. But as you rightly said, hindsight screamer in the 30, 39th minute of the game, um, if I can, I'm going to put it in right now so we'll be able to rewatch it. Um, and if not, we're going to crack on. Um, like with, like hindsight did to that ball into the top corner. Um, yeah. And then five minutes later, so we scored that goal. We're not going to wrestle our laurels. We're going, we're going again. And the Gressel-Canals partnership, like they did in the first game of yes. 2019 against Colorado Rapids, from a corner... Yet again, yes, two seasons in a row. Gressel, no, it's it's off the training field. You know it's happened because you can see how perfect they did it and how perfect they worked it. Just sends this ball lovely over to the edge of the box. Canals somehow doesn't have anyone on him, and I still don't understand why they left him open. That's that's defensive error one on one right there. Yes, and Canals all he does. With the inside of his foot, side foots it into the bottom corner. Not without that much. It didn't have that much pace on it either. It was just yeah. perfect placement. Sean Johnson didn't have any chance of getting towards it. Two one. Fribrion flings him to the ground. Moses Linares is going absolutely <laughs> mental on the commentary, yeah. and we are loving it. Um, that first half, I don't. Apart from the goal in the fifteenth minute, I think it was. Um, yep. Tati Castellanos, I really despised our player. 
just goes down far too easy. Mm-hmm. Has a bit of a mouth on him. Got sent off in the preseason friendly that we had, or scrimmages, whichever side of the pond you're on. Um, and it was just bizarre. Um, but yeah, we went 1-0 down. We didn't look defeated. It wasn't a case of, oh, here we go again. We just had that mentality to kind of say, like, this is a new season. Let's show what we're about. We're at home. We've got the fans, which was absolutely fantastic to hear because you couldn't see them on TV because they decided to put those graphics up again. I don't know whether yep. you saw that, Daniel, but I was a little bit disappointed to see to see that. I was just like, oh. you could see little heads popping up above the graphics. Yes. But, you know. Disappointing, yes. But at the same time, you know, um, hearing the songs again uh and just you know from the genuine fans um was was really nice to hear again um that's that's been one of the things and and it it was uh when soccer sort of returned uh you know when the premier league or you know all the european seasons sort of rushed through to like get everything in there and they were playing in empty stadiums and all that um it was it was very strange. Um, in fact, there was an appeal to it at first, you know, I kind of liked it, but after a while you just, you didn't have that electricity. Yeah. And it was really tough to stay invested in that. So, yeah, I mean, 2020, even for, for me was a a tough year to even kind of keep up with things. Um, there was, there was just so much going on and, um, it was, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I was uh, necessarily invested as I would have been in years past. Um, and so that's why, you know, I sort of said it's nice having this uh, sense of normalcy coming back. And I think, yeah, once uh, fans start coming back into the stadiums, um, soccer is just going to be uh, really, really that much more worthwhile to yeah. watch. Um, because that's, that's, you know, part of it is, is just that atmosphere. And I just really love that. So can't wait for, for the full return. Oh no, that's just going to be amazing. You're right with the atmosphere side of things. When you watch soccer on TV and you've got Mm -hmm. that fake crowd noise, it just, the fact that they they can't get the timing right when the shot happens and they start cheering, but it's gone to the, it's gone to the corner flag and you're like, yeah, that was nowhere near you. You've pressed the wrong button. <laughs> and it's just, it, it, it just feels like FIFA. Yeah, it feels like FIFA. You know, it's not real. Yeah. But it's actually real. Um, and at the weekend, we finally here had our, I think it was our second game with fans. Mm-hmm. So we had the Carlin Cup final, and there was 8,000 fans in Wembley Stadium. So almost 10% capacity. Wow. Okay. And, just the actual proper crowd noise of cheering and actual normal songs. And it was just, I didn't, yeah. I'm not a fan of either team who were in it. So it's Man City versus Tottenham. Mm-hmm. But to watch it from a neutral point of view and to watch it, the fact that we had real crowd noise was just, it was bliss. Yeah. Real bliss. And I just, I can't wait to be able to come back to, and I, I don't really go to matches over here because the local team aren't very good, Cheltenham Town. They're in League Two, which is not great. Um, my the team, thick of it, the yeah. thick of the EFL, yeah, or the proper, <laughs> the proper league, as people yes. would like to call it. Um, my team 
230 mile away. So I'm not exactly going to go and travel to see them every weekend. Right. So my sport I get to watch down here is rugby, mm-hmm. uh, which I know is starting to grow over there in, in USA because of the major league rugby now, which is great to see. And you can actually watch every game as well, which I only found out for this season. So you can go into there's the something called the Rugby Network app. You can okay. download it on iOS and Android. So go ahead, do it. Um, and they've got all the games on there. And it's fantastic. And it's not region locked. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, oh so you, yeah. Yes. You to, now, DC has a, a team in that, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they're called Old Glory DC, for those of you who don't know. Um, we had last year um, the South African World Cup winning captain in our team, which was just unreal. Oh, I'm surprised we were able to pull that off. Um, this year is a bit of a stop-start, um, but from what I've seen, it seems to be coming on really well. The team now play at Segra Field as well. Yeah. So they, they're playing on... Now, I still get confused by this because we call turf, what we know as turf over here is actual real proper grass. Right. But turf to you guys it's over there, the it's the fake grass. rubber, you know, yeah. got the rubber kind of dirt or whatever yeah. and the weird incredibly sharp <laughs> it's grass. horrible when you do a slide tackle on it it's like knives oh it's like yeah I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna feel the burn not for working out but because i've slid on where well, we see we call those 4g pitches mm-hmm. it's nothing to do with the mobile network so i don't know um but yeah it's they've got so they're playing on that so you can i would wouldn't want to play rugby on that definitely no um but, it's nice uh, but I mean, rugby players, they're, they're kind of a cut above uh, normal people yes. and, and they kind of eat pain for breakfast. So, oh, yeah. I mean, that, they're, 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 they get knocked out and just get back up again and still play whilst they're knocked out because, you know, that's how rugby players go. Um, but it's good to see there's, um, you've got a former England captain playing in the league as well, Chris Robshaw. Uh, ben Foden, I think, is out there as well, another former England player. Um, so it's kind of at the early stages of its um, history. I think it's only yeah. been around for a couple of years now. So they're in the like what we would know as the early years of MLS, trying to get the big names, the marquee players going over there so you can build up the reputation and then hopefully build this long-lasting legacy, which will hopefully filter down into a what will be known as a good American rugby team. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I, I will. I'll, I'll definitely keep my eye on it. But kind of mm. kind of backing up to yes. sort of like the return of fans. Yes. Uh, you sort of had an announcement in the uh, supporters group, hashtag join, yep. um, <laughs> uh, that, that uh, England's actually been cleared for the non-quarantine so, travel. Not, it's rumored. Okay. I will clear this up now. It's only a rumor. Um, so when I was, I was browsing the web this morning, uh, whilst Jack was up, I was still blazing around in bed, you know, he, he needs his feed. Um, and I saw online that um, there's a, some travel agents have kind of, have built this algorithm or whatever to work out which countries are going to be available to travel to. So there's apparently going to be only eight countries in the world that we can travel to. Um, Australia. So not, not exactly cheap. Um, yeah. New Zealand. 
It's still not cheap. Um, I mean, to be honest, traveling to any country in the world right now is not going to be cheap. But USA was on the list, and I was like, oh, yeah, mm, DC. That's yeah. Oh. So I mean, you know, I guess I guess with with your timetables, uh, what, what what are you seeing, or what are you hopeful for? Is like the earliest you'd be able to get back here uh, to catch a game in DC. Oh, I mean, with with the Barra Brava, Screaming Eagles, La Norta, District Ultras, the oh. crew. I mean, in an ideal world, it would be as soon as I can, which would be the the announcement for travel stuff is apparently happening on or around the seventeenth of May. Okay, so that's when we'll know. We're doing, and I've mentioned this before on the show, but for, for you, Daniel, um, we are going down a a traffic light system. So we're going to have green countries. Uh-huh. You're good to go. Yes. You're going to have your amber countries. You're good to go, but you've got to quarantine on your way back. Wait. Oh, can we stop for a second? Yes. Wait. You just said amber. Yes. Is this how British people describe... You know, stop, stop, <laughs> caution, go. Yes. We're with, really? Yeah. Because with us, it's it's red, yellow, green. Yeah, it's amber for us. Oh, that's, I had no idea. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. I love that so much. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's that course, something new. The, the the British would have amber. That That's the word they would use for that. That's hilarious. I love that yeah. so much. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. So yeah, so we're gonna have Amber, uh, which is yep. So you can go, but on the way back, you have to quarantine for ten days. Um, but you can do that in your own home. That's 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 key for the red for this next one, which is the red countries. Which if you travel there and you want to come back, you have to stay in a hotel, a government-approved hotel at your own expense. Of around one thousand seven hundred fifty pounds. Oh boy! Yeah. So you could go on holiday to India, um, which is already confirmed to be on the red list. Yep. But if you want to come back, you have to pay on top of your normal expense one thousand seven hundred fifty pounds to stay in a hotel for for ten days. Man. Yeah, and you're not allowed to leave your room. Wow. Oh, that is. That's brutal. brutal. Yeah. It's, I was just like, it's just like, no, why, why would anyone choose to do that? I do not know. Um, but yeah, so that is your COVID news. <laughs> oh yeah, boy. It's honestly, when I saw that rumor come out this morning, I was just like, my instant thought was, when can I go back? Um, I mean, in all honesty, if it were, and probably won't be this year, um, just because there's going to be a number of things that obviously playing. Obviously, my little boy, um, mm-hmm. and then money. So it was a big thing. Yep. Um, I mean, we're also potentially looking at moving house as well this year. So that could also play a bit into it. But you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see how the tables turn and see how the cookie crumbles and any other analogies that I can think of off the top of my head um, and see what happens because the ne- I I missed coming out last year. I missed it so much. And at the earlier on this month, so it would have been ooh, three weeks ago now 
yeah. on my phone. It kept coming up with memories of two years ago on my phone. I said, oh, you were in New York and DC this time two years ago. I was like, oh. yeah, I missed, I missed those days. Speaking of memory, and and you, I, I I I don't know I I think it's the the uh, way we're just kind of winging it, but I I love kind of like the free form podcast. But just to kind of you know talking about memories, and this is you know directly linked to DC United. But uh, today was the anniversary of the Map Free Stadium fire, happened in 2013, eight oh. years ago. I couldn't believe it. I lost my mind. I immediately texted my friend because uh, I went to this game. And so, you, so you were at the game when this happened? And and this was the inaugural trip that we would do because uh, my buddy has family or his his family has friends in Ohio. Okay. Yeah. And what's hilarious is he uh, was a Michigan alum, so he hates everything about Ohio. Um, right, okay. So very big rivalry in the United States, Fair Michigan uh, or University of Michigan versus Ohio State. It's it's um, it, it's a war, <laughs> and <laughs> we we go down for this game, and uh, you know, gosh, it was great because. It's about a nine-hour drive or something from D.C. to Columbus. And uh, the whole way, we had it plotted out where we were going to hit the best, like, fast food places, like, along the way. Yeah. So we would start out with, you know, breakfast burritos from McDonald's. Then we'd stop in Maryland for Arby's where we just got a – I ordered four things of curly fries and just dumped them into a big brown bag. <laughs> and then we had the roast beef sandwiches on top of that. We get to the we get to Ohio. We have a grill out and a kickabout uh, yeah. before the game, so we're doing the whole tailgate thing. Yeah, and as we're kicking the ball around, just having a good old time, we see just black billowing smoke coming from the stadium, and we're sitting here and we see this happening, and we're like, "This is not part of the show. This is not <laughs> you know pregame entertainment at yeah. all." and I want to say that thing blazed for a solid, Mike, I want to say 30 minutes uh, until they finally figured out a way to, because they had to get a fire engine from Columbus, which is a bit of a distance from the city to the stadium. I want to say it's about probably 10 minutes outside of town. So there was already a delay in the engine coming to the stadium And then they had to figure out because it was weird how they did it or how the fire started where it was primarily coming from field side. Yeah. So the fire truck obviously can't go inside the stadium and they had to figure out a way to douse the fire from the wrong angle. And they just eventually got it to do it. But yeah, they, the DC fans uh, were supposed to be sitting like right underneath the sign and then <laughs> maybe it was it was a I, I think they pulled the trigger a little early on trying to to off the dc United faithful but uh no they had to like move them over to like a whole different side of the stadium and like um it was totally nuts but yeah they um eventually put that fire out but then um you know i'm thinking okay this might be a good sign that dc's gonna come through no we lost yeah. three nothing so yeah. we burnt out on that game one <laughs> sorry 
Sorry, no, the, I mean, was, the season the went time. down in smoke, didn't it? Y- yes. Oh, no, here we go. It's it's the dad and me. We fell into the ring of fire. Oh. And we went down, 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 and the flames got higher. Oh, no. And it burned, burned, burned. Yes, 2013. United. <laughs> oh. But obviously, this podcast is going out after the facts. Um, so we record this on April 27th. Just so you know, we're not actually doing this live. Um, and you're thinking, that didn't happen on this day eight years ago. It did when we recorded. Yes. So there you go. And uh, I feel so incredibly old. Uh, it's it's just that. mad that it was oh eight God. years ago. Are we going to do anything to celebrate 10 years? Um, Be- I, I want to say, I, 10 years, I want to say I want to do a trip to Columbus. I'm going to call up my buddy and be like, hey, we got to go and celebrate this. So yeah, that's that's a... <laughs> Take Thank you for mentioning you. that because that's going to absolutely if 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 you'll be there, oh. I'm absolutely going to be there. Yeah. So just take a lighter. That's how that's how we'll just do it. The, you know, just we, to the new stadium. At all all of the DC. I think we should have uh, typically typically, uh, Barra Brava and uh, Screaming Eagles. They kind of combine to do bus trips. Yeah. Um, up to kind of like immediately or immediate uh, competition. So, you know, Philadelphia, I knew they, d- uh, they do. Uh, New York, I think, is about the farthest yeah. that those buses will go. Yes. Um, but I think for that 10-year anniversary, I think they should have a, a solid contingency to get to that stadium, have everyone, you know, do like a, a lighters and just, you know, if we can have as many songs about oh. fire. Yeah. You know, to sing during that time, I think that would be a, a fantastic little uh, memory uh, to, to sort of have and to hold in that moment. So, oh man, oh, oh. those were those were great, great yes. trips. Oh man, oh, I do miss a good away trip. I mean, obviously, I've not been to one over there, but I have done a few over here. I've been to Anfield. I've been to Goodison Park. Mm. Uh, I've been to Wembley on multiple occasions i've been i never saw the borough win either that was disappointing and the one cup final we got to that i didn't go to we won go figure how how does it feel to you know so casually speak of stadiums that are on uh you know particularly mine but many you know soccer fans is uh bucket list or you know dream yeah i mean the privilege you live i know right um (laughs) Anfield was back in the 95-96 season. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I sat behind this guy. He was, I mean, I would have been seven or eight at the time. Mm-hmm. So whether it was 95 or 96, I can't quite remember. Um, but I sat behind this guy who was a fairly large chap. Yep. And I'm sat there and I can't see a blooming thing, <laughs> which is great. Um, <laughs> not exactly helpful. Um, you wouldn't move either. So I was just... A wasted trip. I looked and ended up looking at the uh, stadium roof and thinking that's really rusty. <laughs> that's the one memory I have of Anfield, and it's rust. The, the, I, I believe they probably significantly upgraded. I think they might have since in, that, in the time since, since that then. point. Yeah, um, <laughs> Goodison Park. My one memory of that is wooden seats. Yeah, yeah, um, old style. Make, yeah, they make the away fans sit in huge discomfort. Um. 
Wembley, I mean, history behind that. Because yeah. it was the old Wembley. So we had the Twin Towers. And I mean, that was to say that I've been there and I've sat in different areas of the of the stadium as well. So I've sat right in the rafters, right at the back. I've sat right, very close to the pitch side. Um, mm. It's just, it's fantastic. And I've been to the new Wembley as well. Again, sat in the rafters for that one. And that was for a rugby match. Saw New Zealand versus Argentina. So I saw the hacker. Oh, nice. The hacker, which is just unbelievable. The fact that you're in this 90,000-seater stadium. You're sat right at the back. The players look like little dots. But you can hear every word of the hacker crystal clear. Oh, it's that's just, awesome. It puts hairs on your arm. They make them stand. And it's just, oh. It's yeah. so good. Um, where have I was? I've been to St. James's Park. I've been to um, a, a great stadium called Victoria Park. It's Hartlepool United who play in the Conference League. We're top of the conference. We're coming back. Yeah. We're coming back to the Football League. Um, where else have I been? I'm trying to think. I've been to a few. Uh, I've been to Edgeley Park, Stockport County. Again, for rugby, but not for football. Um, I haven't been to Old Trafford. My dad has, though. Okay. Um, he went, he was in a box as well. The git. <laughs> um, he went to see Millsborough versus Man United in the um League Cup and we beat them on penalties. Oh, wow, which is awesome. That was the, the year that we beat Man United. Um, and then we played Liverpool at Anfield and we took them to penalties and it went to 17-16 on penalties. Wow. It was such a good game. Such that's, a good game. That's incredible. But yeah. The, anyway. the only experience I've had um, is, is in stadiums for non-football activities. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I went to, went to London a couple of times. Um, yep. Uh, you know, sort of went by the old Highbury grounds to yep. make my way to the Emirates and um, got to take a tour uh, of that stadium. And and boy, that's an incredible. That's one stadium I've been to. Is I haven't seen the same, same thing. I've not been for a footballing activity, um, but the company I work for, uh, which is a mobile network over here in the UK, we won't say which con, but I know you know which one it yep. is now. Um, they might be related to Arsenal in some way or fashion. Um, but I, we had a conference there. So I got to uh, eat some expensive food. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't tasty either. It was just like, <laughs> it was £11 for like a burger and fries. Oh, man. Like your, your classic, the what you would expect at a League 2 ground burger and fries. I was like, so not even, not even the good conference food. That is... Yeah. And you had to buy it yourself. It was, it was, yeah, because the food that we got wasn't great. So I wanted something more. Okay. So more, you know, I'm a big, yeah. I'm a big lad. I was growing. You're growing mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a grown lad. I'm still grown. I might be 33, but I'm still grown. That's, that's what, that's what I say when I'm shamefully eating. I'm a grown lad. <laughs> no, actually, I'm actually doing all right on the food, food side of things. I'm actually uh, starting to eat a bit healthier and I've started working out. I've injured my shoulder. Classic. I have got a bit of a frozen frozen shoulder at the moment. So send sympathy if you want, or don't send sympathy and just take the mick out of me. Do whatever you want in the in the comments. But there you go. 
Is is that is that part of the pep talk that pep talk that you got from uh, uh, Losada? <laughs> I was like, he, he's, he's going to need a bigger squad. I've got to work out. I can, yeah. I can make it. I can make it. I know we've got three goalkeepers, but we need a fourth. Boy, oh man. Um, you know what? I have to say, uh, get, getting back on topic, but um, you know, I, I have to say, one of the most improved um, players, or or someone who, you know, in these initial games, uh, unfortunate what happened uh, last weekend. Um, but Chris Seitz has uh, really kind of grown into the role. Um, I know that's probably difficult, uh, sort of being behind uh, Bill Hamid, but um, I, I know in sort of like a, a couple years ago, uh, he he did not seem too comfortable or or did not seem um, super fit for uh, that that starting position. But um, I think he has really come uh, come up and and uh, sort of sort of taken that position. Yeah. Um, I. I really am watching him and I think he's he's doing a fantastic job this season just um real real big bummer about uh the revolution game yeah yeah no I totally agree I mean the the 2019 games when he was playing in those friendlies and the US Open Cup yeah very very shaky and last year when he had to come in and deputize uh, when Bill was out injured absolutely solid give him clean sheets doing what he needed Mm -hmm. to do Mm-hmm. And then in the two games that he's had so far, um, the game against New York where he saved a, made a really good save in the yes. 83rd minute, I think it was. And to be fair, um, he didn't actually need to do too much in the New England game because um, let me just quickly go through the stats on that one. So, and we'll actually go into it a bit more detail. Yeah. It's a New England game, uh, 50-50 possession. So a much improved in terms of for us and possession on that game compared to the New York game, there was only six shots each um, in total. Um, New England had two shots on target. Um, we only had the one shot on target. And then this stat is the bit one that really got me. So in total, there was 39 fouls. So you're, you're talking around the ref blowing his whistle every other minute. Yeah. And it's just, that's one of the reasons why I think this game played out the way it did. It just felt quite frustrating. It felt lackluster, not much entertainment on, on offer. And the referee just kept blowing his whistle over and over and over again. And it just didn't let the game flow. And when that happens, you're going to get games like this where there's very minimal shots on goal. And possession, yeah, it's 50-50. No team really dominates. We were just unlucky with the Heinz icon goal. Granted, I don't think he should have cleared it the way he did. But hindsight is a wonderful thing. Yeah. So, and it was just the one mistake. And it was unfortunately the one mistake that cost us, which Hernan uh, pointed out in his post-match press conference. Um, He said to the guys at halftime that there will be one mistake that will decide which game which way the game goes yeah now for me the way he said it to me that's the wrong way to say that to your players because in their head they're thinking oh crap i mustn't make a mistake so in your head you've got the word mistake and that's what happens if you if he turned around and said one moment of genius will mm-hmm. decide this game we could have gone on and done that moment of genius 
And I think that's just a mindset thing there that will swing it around for us. Uh, Hernan, I know you follow me on Instagram and I know you've been on my show. <laughs> if we can just switch the mindset around, I think that I know, I'm offering this for free. I, I know you can, you can pay me. I can become a coach if you want. If that's what you want, I can become your mental coach. I'll, I'll bring Quincy along for the uh, mental strength. Uh, Had to be put that one in there. Oh, um, absolutely. But, oh, uh, hi, Quincy. I know, I know you follow me on Instagram. You're, you're a wonderful human being. He is an absolute oh, legend. Um, hopefully he does, does well at Las Vegas lights. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's just a mindset thing. I think if we focused on the positive side of thing, rather than focusing a mistake will cost us a moment of genius will win this game for us. I think that the game might have, might have gone slightly differently. For sure. Um, you know, and you you have to wonder uh, where that game goes um, if, if DC United had the um, solid squad that they need. Yes. They have 11 players out at the moment or, or something like that. But, yeah, but 11, um, 11, you're right. Uh, you know, somehow, you know, you, you have Hernan um, kind of cobbling together uh, teams. You have uh, teenagers coming out and, yeah. and, you know, uh, but, but um, all credit to Nyman and Yao who have come out and, and done gangbusters for the team. Uh, those are players who are playing heads and shoulders above where realistically, or I guess typically, um, teenagers would be at this point. Uh, so all credit to them and their hard work, but, yeah. uh, you know, he, uh, this team is, is really struggling to, f- to find that form. Um, and, and you've got major in- injuries. Um, I, I, I've, I looked all over the place trying to find timetables, uh, mm-hmm. for some of these players to come back, uh, for burn bomb and, uh, Hamid and, yeah. and Ariola and, and, everyone like it's it's still somewhat um up in the air yeah um the things are from what i've read up anyway um and from previous knowledge um because i think they had some timetables back in the past um so yeah so paul ariola um from what i know is due to come back may time so i think it's early may off the top of my head um bill hamid i think it's similar sort of time frame and then you've got the Shields out injured. I'm not sure about Pines. I don't think I'm not sure what his status is. Who else have we got out? Um, Kamara's Burn out. Bomb. Burn bomb. Oh, yeah. Kamara, I'm not, I'm not too disappointed about that one because he's not really hit it off for us. Oh, yeah. Oof. I mean, if you need someone to go offside, he's your man. <laughs> um, but honestly, it's he's not had best time in dc unfortunately and he's on the wrong wrong side of his career as well yeah so i think if he was to be released i wouldn't be too disappointed true and and you know not to not to uh 
you know, be disrespectful or anything, but like he, he did no, no, so. last, it was last season. Um, you know, during the preseason, he came out, uh, he was, he was talking a very big game. You know, he actually yep. was kind of taking the Zlatan approach of, of speaking in the third person. Yep. And, you know, at first I was like, okay, let's, let's see what happens. You know, he, he came sort of in the, uh, middle area of, uh, 2019. Yes. And so uh, he did not have the opportunity to really, um, hit that form and, and, uh, make an impact. Uh, but, but, you know, with the next season, you know, you could, you could say COVID was a, uh, culprit, um, for yes. that, but, um, you know, gosh, uh, yeah, he 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 is taking up an international spot. Uh, he has not been producing um, like sort of what we expected or or hoped that he would do. And yeah, it's 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 uh, yeah, it's distressing seeing that. Um, and and you know you've got Sorga who is very talented and and very determined, uh, but still you know twenty one years old something like that still yeah. very much a young kid. Um, we don't have a true veteran leader uh, for for that segment of the squad to yeah. to sort of shore up you know sort of sharpness. And and that that cutting edge that a striker really needs to have, yeah. You know we we had Rooney for for a hot second there, and I want to yeah. say that probably Yao really benefited uh, yes. from from kind of taking his tutelage. Actually, there was a really really interesting article about Yao. Um, it was in oh gosh, let me just pull this up real quick. Um, just just watch you're doing there. I'm just Club, oh what. I've just looked at the um, roster uh, details on MLSsoccer.com. Okay. Um, we still got Helman Rivas, apparently. Uh, I'm sure he left. Yeah. But apparently he's taken up an international slot. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, carry on. Um, no, uh, <laughs> it was... Um, oh, I had it. Club 11 Mag dot com ran a really good feature on him yes. and he gave a lot of insight into um you know just before he came to dc united what was like for him kind of going through high school but then being on this track to professional soccer but also just you know the impact that the likes of of burnbaum and rooney uh and Ariola have had on him fascinating reader about the kid you kind of yeah. start reading this and you're like man he, i i hope he he reaches like great potential uh yeah. if 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 dc can produce him to be like a you know great talent who who goes to europe who makes a big impact that would be uh, a great feather for dc's cap um yeah uh but yeah no uh, the, the man like a, to kind of bring this into the circle, you know, uh, we have some players who who are young, who are uh, growing in maturity, mm. but I think lacking um, some on field, I think like true veteran leadership that like, uh, and, and to an effect like Burnbaum brings that. Yeah. I think he's a player who is sorely missed, who I think can calm down the squad and and uh, keep people focused. Uh, and motivated 
during yeah. the match. Yeah. Um, you know, but we, we, yeah, we just need some players to come back. I think Ariola, uh, I think there's a potential that he can really command, um, a, a lot of presence, uh, in that midfield. Yes. I think, you know, you move, uh, Gressel, uh, more central, uh, I think that is a better position for him and, and have Ariola on that right side, because then that gives, that gives Gressel uh, options between uh, him and Flores. Like I, th- I think would be just a, a really great uh, situation for him. If you okay. just brought him more central and just yeah. gave him more options, it would be, yeah, I, I think would be a, a better uh, situation for him. So, and the Lasada formation, which is usually three four three. Yep. So, if we're moving Gressel into the center, now do you drop Canals or Moreno? Moreno. Yeah. Yeah. I I would agree on that. And for me, I would agree on it due to the fact that it seems like Gressel and Canals have some connection. I and mean, granted, they can both speak fluent German. So yeah. that helps. Not many players speak German in the in MLS. So communication-wise, they can have some secret messages going on there, realistically speaking. Yes. Um, but yeah, it would be Moreno who would drop down. But then in terms of the bench, does that mean Nyman comes out? I the yeah, I mean, having it's yeah. a tricky one. Yeah, for sure. Um you know, I, like I was saying with these, with these kids who have uh, come a long way and, and are playing, like I said, well above their station uh, where they should be. Um, I, I, yeah, I think, you know, they're, they're fresh, they're energetic. I think they're great options off yeah. the bench. I, I, you know, just it, for, for me, you want a senior squad that is a senior squad. Yeah, and, and like I said, not to denigrate or anything because these kids have been doing great, but you want like a lot of not only just like the physical aspect of the game, you want that mental uh, capability as well. Yeah, and and you only get that with players who have literally seen it all, been in all the situations, and you know you want that as sort of like the intangible thing that puts you over the top, uh, to win, uh, to me, you know, that, that, that will always win out. Um, it's, it's why you had, um, like a player like Pirlo play late, late into his thirties. Yeah. Uh, because he always had that aspect and he could always make an impact just, you know, reading options and making smart plays. That's what you need uh, more than anything on the field. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's move on to this this weekend's game. Um, the weekend game, which I will be up at uh, four o'clock in the morning to watch um, because, you know, that's how it how we roll over here in the UK. We have this lovely, lovely time difference. And the fact that it's been placed on the West Coast just makes it even better. And it got pushed back by an hour. So initially, mm-hmm. it was a 3 a.m. kickoff for me, which yep. is the awkward time because it's like it's in the middle of, do I just stay up and just battle through or do I go to bed really early and get my sleep? So the fact that it's 4 o'clock, I can go to bed at about 9, half 9, get five, six hours kip, mm-hmm. wake up, and I'm ready for the day. 
Well, you know, to, to a degree now, aside from soccer, yep. um, I, I am a huge Formula One fan. Right. Okay. And I had a boss at one time be like, who hurt you? Why do you hate America so much? Why can't you watch a normal American sport? Uh, to which I said, what, you know, French person hurt you when you were studying abroad? Uh, what, you know, <laughs> did you get a baguette to the face? What is your deal? Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so, you know, uh, be, you know, years ago, you know, sort of early 2010s, um, you know, uh, formula one just did not have the presence in the States that it does now. And so they kind of, they kept the time purely European. And so oftentimes uh, most of the season, your latest race was maybe six in the morning over, over, you know, sort of like in their Europe, uh, Asia sort of leg of things. Once things came over to Brazil and, and, um, you know, America and Mexico, uh, then, then, you know, you could watch those at a decent time, but uh, you know, now that they have grown a bigger following, they have actually like adjusted the times to, um, you know, be a little more amenable to uh, sort of where we're at. Yeah. Uh, unless you live on the West Coast and you're still waking up at like three in the morning. But yeah. <laughs> who cares about that? Um, no, not at all. Uh but but yeah, so that's what I would do is I would just get to bed as early as possible and then yeah. just wake up at whatever time and you know, give myself like a, give yourself like a half hour leeway. Yes. So that you can hit the snooze button and maybe catch that extra five minutes. uh, And then just like, or flip through your phone and just kind of let your, your engine wind up a bit. And then you'll be like, good to go for that game. Yeah. I mean, the plan is for me to get up at about three ish. So I can wet myself up, make that Mm -hmm. cup of coffee. Tune mm-hmm. into the pre-game show with uh, Dave Johnson, Claudia, and uh, Moises Linares, and whoever if De- if Dev's there or if somebody else is there, and then uh, then watch the game. So that's that's the plan. We shall see if it happens. Fingers crossed, I'll be all right. Um, but yes, we've got San Jose Earthquakes this weekend. Um, yeah. Just kind of give you the rundown, head to head wise in MLS. We've played ten games between each other. Um, San Jose have won three times mm-hmm. we've had two ties and we've won five five games and in the last three we've run beaten um, and that goes down to a in the last last game it was a 1-1 tie we then won 3-1 away from home and then we won 4-0 at home so we're doing alright in this one um, in the standings we're currently sixth in the Eastern Conference yep. on three points San Jose are in sixth place in the Western Conference on three points. So very even in the first two games of the season. Both won yes. one and lost one. Uh, San Jose just beat uh, Dallas 3-1 at home with their 17-year-old scoring an absolute peach of a goal. Uh, right. And making a beautiful assist as well off the outside of his boot. Um, so who knows how this one is going to go? San Diego is a team that... Um... I think a few years ago, you could probably easily sleep on and say, yeah, this is, this is going to be uh, a solid win for DC. But 
Um, there, I, I, you know, I want to say maybe it's sort of at the level at which, uh, the Western conference has grown yeah. in competitiveness yes. and overall sort of, um, whether it's Moneyball or they have, you know, uh, smartly picked up really solid talent over there um, from like South America or homegrown or otherwise, they yeah. have um, done a really good job of, of fostering really talented players within those systems. Um, so these days, you know, I am less uh, apt to say that DC can sort of coast through this. I, I think um, with Lasada's philosophy, because it, it is it is starkly different um, yep. from from Benny Ball. Oh, yes. uh, it is way more aggressive, uh, proactive, and and I think I think that's a different look that can perhaps uh, catch a team like like San Diego off guard yeah. um, or San Jose. Uh, I think that is a, that, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things, uh, new system. I think we're going to see a lot of inconsistency. Yes. I don't think you're going to be able to say, uh, for sure games, even, even against weak teams, it's going to be really tough to say whether DC United is going to pull through. Um, it, it really depends like, like Losada says, how much the players buy in how quickly and and how well the player's fitness improves because that's been um, our bugbear for God uh, probably every season that I've, you know, seen DC United play uh, is the injuries. Um, There was probably a time, you know, probably uh, maybe more than five years ago that they were consistently, uh, non-injury prone or, yep. or they probably had, you know, the lowest injury rates in the league, but that was back when like Chris Pontius, uh, was wow. on the squad. That's so we're, that's like 2012, yeah. uh, area right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, you know, God, I, I, ever since then, it always seems like there are at least like three or four key players who go down and then they go down for significant amounts of time. Yeah. Um, so it's going to, it's going to be a, I think a difficult year. I think it's going to, you know, get your, get your peptabismal or whatever you use to, uh, lower your heartburn, um, out because, you know, this team, I think they, they do have the capability to make an impact and, and have a good season. Yeah. Uh, I think they, they, they could potentially eke into the playoffs, but we'll, you know, I'm not so sure about that. It just, it, you know, we'll have to take it kind of like one result at a time and and sort of see how things go from there and, and see how this team uh, grows, you know, from 2022 to beyond. Yeah, that's it. It's um, again, when Hernan was on the, on the show earlier on in the year, season three, episode two, just in case you didn't know this already. Um, go and watch it right now if you, well after this um but he said it's going to be a transitional year so you're right there is going to be inconsistencies i think if we can bring the fire like we did in the first game i think we'll we'll have a good game against san jose i just want to re- just point out the fact that it's it's a long travel it's a cross country 
So we've got to bear that in mind. Um, MLS is completely different in that aspect to any other league that we know, apart maybe apart from Russia. Yeah. Um, so that obviously plays into players' fitness. And uh, I just think we'll need to utilize subs a bit more in this game than we have done in the first two games, just because of the, the distance and potential fitness issues. But obviously Nigel Roberta um, can make a start. Um, he's come off the bench in the last two games. Maybe we'll see Kamani Smith getting some more game time. Um, fellow Englishman, yes. Still has yeah. his English accent as well, apparently, according to Griffin. Um, so hopefully we'll start seeing some players starting to come back as well. Felipe was named on the bench at the weekend, so I'm just gone. So that was good to see. Um, so hopefully he might be able to get some game time as well. Um, I'm going to ask for a prediction, though, on this game. How do you see it going in terms of, one, do you think it's going to be a win, loss, or draw? And two, what do you think the score will be? Oh, I, I like that. It's the big question. Uh, I, hmm. Mm. Whilst Daniel thinks, put your, put your um, predictions in the comments below. Or if you're listening later, um, tweet them to me. I'm at DC United Kingdom. Realistically, I don't think we win this weekend. Okay. I think there's a greater chance we draw. Yeah. But uh considering yeah just uh how how ferocious uh San Jose seems um with their potential uh striking power um he, I think you know as much as we parked the bus uh last weekend um that that ship needs to be tight uh for for us to come out of this game. Um, the, I, I just do not see, uh, the, the sharpness coming in our attack. Um, I, I don't know how easily or, or how readily you can make the adjustments from week to week. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it's one of those things we'll, we'll have to see how that develops by mid season to see how well the players have adapted to the new system and, 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 and really find that, that cohesion up top um but i you know i think these are going to be uh one nil maybe two one slug fests uh yeah. for for this early part of the season yeah no i totally i, I agree on that side of things i think we're gonna have some close games i i, I don't see any nil nils this season because lasard has never t- managed a nil nil game in his career never happens yeah. um but i i I can see he's coming out on top. Um, I don't see he's keeping a clean sheet uh, because I don't think we'll actually be able to keep that many this season. Uh, I th- I'm going to go with a 2-1. 2-1 win. Because, you know, I'm okay. Mr. Optimistic, you know, got to be. So I be I, I'll, I I'll take 1-1. One, one. What, what, what does this mean? Do, you know, do what are we, what are we putting up here? Do, um, oh. do, I, do I send you a, a local South Dakota brew? Oh, Little 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 oh. local flavor uh, to to give you give you sort of like that that midwestern oh. cowboy taste. Uh, <laughs> Do I get a cowboy hat with it as well? Uh, you, you, sky's the limit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we'll, we'll have a little a wager for the end with whatever you send to me. Yeah, we'll have a little wager for the for the season for the predictions because. I, th- I think. Shall I? Shall I say we're going to try and get you on as many times as we can for this year? 
I would be I would be absolutely up for that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll for we'll we'll keep a tally. And whoever comes out on top, we'll have we'll have a little something at the end of the season. Okay. So you're going for the one-one draw for this one. Do do I do I uh, buy a a Middlesbrough? Oh, a Middlesbrough jersey. Oh. Do I get a kit? Do I go full kit? that if, if oh, i have to up... believe that one word out but yes <laughs> sorry um do i do i go uh okay do i go full kit yes middlesburg and then and then do i just show off in in all that glory oh if, if i if i lose oh i mean if you lose i might have to get you a tottenham shirt oh, oh. <laughs> now that that is that, that, that's oh. a burn that is a proper burn. <laughs> oh, I don't think Why? I could be that cruel, but we'll 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 have a little think on that. But we'll okay. keep we'll keep a tally of the scores. Um, we'll do if you get the if you get the result. So whether it's a win, loss, or draw, you get a point. Okay. If you get the score line correct, three you points. Two, you get you get three points in total. Okay. Yeah. I like I like where that goes. Yeah. 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 And. And let's let's do it with with you guys out there. If you want to join in on this, if you put your predictions in the comments on YouTube, or if you tweet them to me at DC United Kingdom, we'll keep a tally of your results as well, and then we'll see who comes out on top at the end of the season. How about that? I might even let's do it. I'll give away a t-shirt. Perfect. How about that? Ooh. Let's do Ooh. that. So, um, so you heard it here first, girls, guys, girls, whoever, what whoever you may be. So we already established, well, okay. Well, before we, before we go on there, we, we, we establish what happens if I lose. I, I have to, yes, I have to don the Spurs gear. Yes. It, where, where do we oh. go with you? What, what's the, so, so if I, do lose. I send you a Red Bulls oh. kit? Oh, 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 that, <laughs> oh. oh, that would be brutal. That but, would be, yeah. oh, Oh, that's dirt. That's dirt. <laughs> I will feel horribly dirty if I wore that, and not in a good way. Oh. Yeah, you'll you'll have to do the Escandarian, you know, drink the Red Bull, spit it out. Like, <laughs> oh, I, mean, to be fair, I would spit Red Bull out because I oh, despise man. that stuff. But yeah, I mean, that could be it. All that right, let's lock it, it in. Yeah, let's lock that We're one locking in. that in. Yeah, and uh... <laughs> it's recorded for all of t- all of eternity on the internet. So I, I am going to say it's going to be a 1-1 yeah. this weekend. Cool. And I'm going to say it's a 2-1 win. Let's, let's, let's leave it there. Let's, uh, we'll end on a bit of a high or low, depending on whether you're on the winning side or on the losing side of this bet. For sure. Um, so, Daniel, tell the good folks out there where you, they can find you. Well, it's, it's been a pleasure being on this, uh, I guess, inaugural you know, 2021 DC United Kingdom podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at S Dakota soccer. And um, yeah, you know, I, so my whole thing is uh, I do a podcast called soccer made simple. And essentially, you know, I do a weekly run through of uh, what's been happening in soccer for people who don't know, you know, so, you know, a lot of shows tend to be, you have to have that like referential knowledge to know what people are talking about. So if you start hearing about like the San Siro or the Bernabeu or whatever, 
that doesn't really mean anything to a lot of people. So I try to bring a lot of contextual information with my show. So when uh, things are happening, um, you know, this weekend, I'm going to have a show about the Super League fiasco and how that all kind of shaped out. But, um, you know, and and give some context to uh, how all that happens. But, you know, to a certain degree, it's not just that, but it's also uh, talking, you know, basic how to read the field, you know, when you're watching a game, how to understand what the players are doing, uh, what the basics of the tactical game is, what each player is supposed to do. Those are, you know, typically things I try to run through. And and I have a blog where I've done that. Um, and I have that linked to my profile. And then I also do a newsletter that I send out weekly that just kind of, you know, if, if you're, you know, looking to get into it and you want to watch some soccer, here's some things that can uh, help you enjoy the games a little bit more. So that's, that's sort of the goal of what I do. Oh. And yeah, like I said, thank you so much for having me on. And, and I'm looking forward to, to more of this. Definitely. Um, so yeah, so thank you for taking the time out. Um, I know we kind of uh, arranged this at very last minute, but yes, so thank you for making the time to come onto this lovely, lovely show over here in the UK. Um, and to you guys out there, um, if you're following me on Twitter, thank you very much. But if you're not, it's at DC United Kingdom, Facebook and Instagram, it's at DC United Kingdom FC. If you want to buy some DC UK merch, you can do. The link is in the description. And if you want to come and join us in the supporters group of DC UK, go to dcnightkingdom.com forward slash membership. It's completely free to join. Um, how about that? So, yeah, once again, thank you very much, Daniel, for taking the time out to come on to the today's show. And until next time, vamos United. <laughs>